Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home When the rebels had cut off the water supply To the household of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an This stirred up a lot of commotion in Madinatul Munawwara When the rebels had cut off the water supply to the household of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala this stirred up a lot of commotion in Madinatul Munawwara Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een and the people of Medina were very angry of course and even the wives of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam became very emotional this is very much inhumane for someone to be deprived from water which is the basic necessity of human life and to cut off water from the great Khalifa of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the city of the Prophet in Madinatul Munawwara imagine how difficult it must have been for Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een and especially for the people of Madinatul Munawwara and this is exactly what the rebels wanted see in their hearts they also had the fear and that is why for many days a siege was laid at the house of Sayyidina Usman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala who would have the guts should I say to go and attack this great man Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala everyone would point to each other that you should do something, you should do something, you should do something. But when they hear about the honor and the virtue of Usman radiallahu ta'ala, everything would fizzle out again. And so it was this constant fear that we've come until Madinatul Munawwara. Abdullah ibn Sabah is there, pulling the strings from the back. But yet he is at the back, and he wants to make sure that people in the front do something. There is some kind of an aggression, an attack that takes place with Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. And so now what they decide to do is cut off water from the house of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een of course were very angry. 
and they wanted to put up a fight with the rebels but they had no choice they were helpless why? because the itaat of the khalifa is farz helpless, they couldn't do much Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala had given them the clear instruction that no one should take up arms in the city of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam no one should do that to defend me I have my Allah and I need no one else and so no one will fight with the rebels whatever happens will happen by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore sahabai kiram ajma'in were obedient to the khalifa obeying the khalifa and especially the khulafai rashidin he was not just a khalifa he was not just a khalifa he was khulafai rashidin he was from amongst the khulafai rashidin inshallah ta'ala when we cover the biography of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala I wish to talk on this subject of khilafah what is khilafah and uh, kingship in Islam and how Muslims need to govern we find a lot of people talk about khilafah we need khilafat, khilafat, what is khilafat inshallah ta'ala just a brief explanation before we start the actual khilafat of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala but it was a difficult situation for Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een and women were now in the streets of Madinatul Munawwara fighting with the rebels and Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala is saying to them take control, take control notably one wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam a dynamic woman wallahi when I study her background anyone who studies her background what a woman she was I mean we know about Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha we hear of Hazrat Khadija al-Kubra radiallahu ta'ala anha and Hazrat Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha and many other women but this lady was truly an incredible lady she took up the challenge single handedly and she said I will fight the rebels and who is she? the wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam the wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and her name is Hazrat Ummi Habiba Hazrat Ummi Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha we need to know her background life also some background information of who this lady really was the Mu'arrikheen Muslim historians have mentioned that from amongst the wives of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam she has suffered the most for the sake of Allah she has suffered the most for the sake of Islam Hazrat Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha she decided to put up a fight and in fact ulama have mentioned that she was nearly killed for supplying water to the household of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala who was this lady Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha her name was Ramla her name was Ramla she was the daughter of the richest man in the city of Makkah and he was one of the great leaders of the Qureshi people the Qureshi people would bend over their backs for this man they would listen to this man and his name is Abu Sufyan 
the man who actually financed all the military activities against the Muslimin. All the funding that the people of Makkah got to fight the Muslims was from one man, Abu Sufyan, a very rich man. And Hazrat Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha, again was a, scholars have mentioned she was a very pretty woman. And Abu Sufyan himself was from the noble men of Quraysh. And who is Umm Habiba? Umm Habiba is the sister of the great Amir Muawiyah. Radiallahu ta'ala. Do brothers understand the connection? Because you have to understand Hazrat Amir Muawiyah. Amir Muawiyah will be playing a very important role very soon. It's going to be all about Amir Muawiyah. So brothers, we need to understand who Amir Muawiyah is. Just like Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, we need to now concentrate also on this great man Amir Muawiyah. Amir Muawiyah's sister is Ramla. Ramla or Umm Habiba. But she was known to the people in Makkah, Ramla. And Abu Sufyan would take great pride in Umm Habiba, Ramla. I'll use the term Ramla, it's easier. Then we'll talk about Umm Habiba. Ramla and, and Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala, Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan was the leader. And subhanallah, this man was a staunch enemy of Islam. Hated Islam. He hated the Muslimin. And he would do everything to fight the Muslims. He was the man who actually forced some of the uh, Muslim muhajireen to migrate to Abyssinia and also different parts in Madinatul Munawwara. It was Abu Sufyan and his gang, Abu Jahal and the rest of the people. Subhanallah, he is a staunch enemy of Islam, but Allah gives hidayah to the daughter, Ramla. And Hidayat is in the hands of Allah. When Abu Sufyan finds out that Ramla becomes a Muslimah, his anger was uncontrollable. He tried everything to convince the daughter that she must return back to the religion of her forefathers and Ramla, what you are doing is wrong, my daughter. Look, I have everything, all the wealth is for you and Muawiyah. Turn back. How can you think of becoming a Muslim? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had chosen her. Iman was firm in her heart. She was faithful. She had a lot of love for Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this burning cinder, the love that you have for Allah and His Rasul keeps you going in your Iman. Keeps you going. And it's vital that you have the love of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So she had the love of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But Ramla said, Father, whatever you want to do, you can do, but I am a Muslimah. Eventually, Ramla gets married to a man whose name is Ubaidullah ibn Jahash. Ubaidullah ibn Jahash. Ubaidullah ibn Jahash. Now again, just to show you the connection. Who is Ubaidullah? Ubaidullah had a sister. And the sister's name was Zainab bint Jahash. She is also the wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Remember, 
Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had two wives whose names were Zainab. Zainab binte Khuzayma and Zainab binte Jahsh. So Allah's Nabi had two wives whose names were Zainab. One was the daughter of Khuzayma and one was the daughter of Jahsh. And so Ubaidullah ibn Jahsh is the brother of Zainab binte Jahsh who is a Muslimah and in fact the wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Zainab binti Jahash is also from the Qurayshi clan. And in fact she is the closest in relation to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam from amongst all the wives of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so this is Ubaidullah ibn Jahash. He gets married to Ramla. Ramla is a Muslimah and married to Ubaidullah. Now she gets her name Umm Habiba when she gives birth to a girl which she had named as Habiba as was the common practice in Arabia at that time that the mothers and the fathers were known by their kunniya. Allah's Nabi was known as Abu Qasim because Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had a son whose name was Qasim. And so she had a daughter whose name was Habiba and after Ramla, now she was known to the people of Makkah and to the rest of the world as Umm Habiba. She was amongst the second group of people who migrated to Abyssinia. And when she went to Abyssinia, her best friend was Ruqayya. Who was her best friend? And this is Islamic history. Just make sure you remember that. The best friend of Umm Habiba was Hazrat Ruqayya. And who was Ruqayya? She was the wife of Hazrat Usman. And she was the daughter of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa She was the daughter of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam And extremely close to Hazrat Ruqayya. Just showing you the connections of who these great individuals were. Male or female. Sahaba or Sahabiyat. Great, great. Subhanallah. Companions of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam when she got to Abyssinia most of her time she would spend was making sure that the daughter gets a good Islamic upbringing and, she, and so she would educate uh, Habiba and make sure that she has the right Islamic upbringing don't play with the telephone mobile please if you are in front of me no movement Jazakallah okay because it will disturb me and I'll forget what I'm going to say. So, please, no movement. Jazakallah khair. And jo mere saamne ho, nazara aise log ho, ke jo bare ho, aage, aur chote log zara piche ho. Is liye ke, it's easier, generally kids do a lot of movement, and it's better if they sit on the side. I don't know why brothers are shy, that sit on this side and this side. Inshallah, if you come in the front. So, Hazrat Umm Habiba, radiyallahu ta'ala anha, got to Abyssinia, and she would look after the daughter Habiba. And it was when she was in Abyssinia, she saw a dream. She saw a dream about Ubaidullah ibn Jahash, that the husband's face became completely blackened and mutilated. Completely blackened and mutilated. This is who? Ubaidullah ibn Jahash, the brother of Hazrat Zainab bin Jahash. Now she saw this in a dream. She woke up panic-stricken, what to do, very nervous to even disclose this to 
the husband, how can you say this to your husband? But she knew for a fact that a calamity was to come, something bad was going to happen. Because this dream that she had seen, she knew that there was a meaning to it. And it was only in a few days that the meaning of this dream manifested to her. It is said that Ubaidullah ibn Jahash started speaking to the wife, Umm Habiba. He said that before I had embraced Islam, I was a Christian and a lot of inclination was to the Christian religion. And then I had embraced Islam. And now living in Abyssinia, my friends and my circle are all Christians. And I think the best religion suited to me is Christianity. And aliyazu billah, this man even forced Hazrat Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha to become a Christian. And he forced Habiba the daughter to become a Christian. But it was the mother who was firm. And she said, you have no right over me and you have no right over my daughter. And then she related this dream to the husband, hoping that maybe there might be this reverse process of the mind. If I mention this dream that I saw you in the dream that your face had become completely black, the nur had been taken away from you, and your face was completely mutilated. But even then he said, whatever you saw, must be from the shaitan. I am a Christian and I want you to become a Christian. And she said, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. You become a Christian and for you is your religion and for me is my religion and I believe in Allah and I believe in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imagine my respected brothers. Subhanallah. This man is in the midst of Christians and Ubaidullah becomes a Christian. The leader and the king of Abyssinia who is a Christian, Allah gives him hidayat and he becomes a Muslim. This is the power of Allah. Majority of the people are Christians. Ubaidullah is influence and he becomes a Christian. But the man who is the king of Abyssinia, Najashi is the title, Allah gives him hidayat. And the only hidayat that came to him was when he saw the good character of the Muslim refugees in Abyssinia. The character of the refugees and he embraced Islam. And he knew, being a scholar of the Injil, he said that we wait for the last Nabi and I, I have no reservation. I don't doubt that the last Nabi is the Nabi Muhammad born in the city of Makkah. Allahu Akbar. And so Hazrat Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha stayed in Abyssinia for many years this man became addicted to alcohol being a Christian he started drinking and drinking and eventually he died because of drinking so much alcohol he died because of drinking because of alcohol this is what killed Ubaidullah ibn Jahash Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us may we die in the state of Iman but this man died as a Christian now the map of the Muslim world was changing very quickly. You had a group of people, the refugees in Abyssinia, the Muslims were being battled at in Makkah, and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam had migrated to Madinatul Munawwara. The map was changing quickly. Subhanallah, Madina Munawwara became the capital city for the Muslimin. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was 
well received with the Ansari companions and once Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sitting and a group of people mentioned what has happened to Umm Habiba and remember Umm Habiba is the noble daughter of this man who's, who is known as the leader of the Qurayshi people Abu Sufyan though he is not a Muslim but eventually Allah gives him hidayat but Abu Sufyan subhanallah al-azim when he found out that Ubaidullah had passed away and the daughter is in Abyssinia he showed no support to Hazrat Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala but Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam immediately what he did is that he said to Hazrat Amr radiallahu ta'ala that I want you to go to Abyssinia and meet the king Najashi and tell him to send someone to meet up with Hazrat Umm Habiba and give her the good news that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is sending you the proposal of marriage. Allah's Nabi is sending you the proposal of marriage. Now we need to understand it was not about pick and choose for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. All the picking and choosing was done directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Really Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had no choice. There was a lot of hikmah and wisdom for anyone to come in the wedlock of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that is why in one hadith, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, All my wives have been chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah only chooses those women who Allah wishes to give uh, a place in Jannah. Who Allah has decided to give them entry into Jannah. Unlike the previous prophets that came before Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the case of Nuh alayhi salam. The wife was a kafirah. She was not a Muslimah. The wife of Hazrat Lut and Hazrat Nuh alayhi salam. The wife was a kafirah. They were not Muslims. But in the case of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam everyone that was close to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had the stamp of Iman with them. And especially those that were closely related to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So this Najashi decides to send a female slave whose name is Abrah. Abra. And Abra, the female slave, goes and she gives the good news to Umm Habiba that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is asking you. And there is a proposal of nikah. Whether you agree or not, that is entirely up to you. And she was overjoyed. She said, how can I reject the proposal that comes from Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam? The simple jewelry that she had on her at that time, some uh, bangles, anklets, rings. Immediately she took it off and she gave it to that slave, female slave of uh, Najashi. And said, this is to you as a gift. And no wasting time. Immediately in the night, Najashi said that I want... Umm Habiba to choose someone as her wakil and the nikah will be performed immediately. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is sitting in Madinatul Munawwara and the nikah will be performed while she is in Abyssinia. And that is where we get the masail of how to perform nikah. If someone is in India or someone in Pakistan, can you do a nikah here with telephone? And these are yeah, important uh, jurisprudic masail which we need to understand. 
But in this case, there was a representative, a wakil on behalf of Hazrat Umm Habiba, and Najashi is the one who was there, witnessed the nikah. There were two witnesses, and the nikah was performed. And he loved Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam so much that on behalf of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he gave dowry to Umm Habiba 400 dirhams. He gave dowry. 400 dirhams and that is not all he said that after the nikah in the evening there will be this wedding banquet a feast for all the Muslim refugees that were there Hazrat Ja'far and all the Muslimin and this is the nikah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam with Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha she suffered but at the end of it subhanallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave her the best husband and that is why my respected brothers when a person does sabr, with sabr there is always ease. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will always show you good results when you have done sabr for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yaqub alayhi salam did sabr, Yusuf alayhi salam was returned back to him. Yaqub alayhi salam did suffer, sabr, Yusuf alayhi salatu was salam was returned back to him. And look at the story of Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam. Now, on the subject of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam marrying Umm Habiba, Umm Habiba was a very intelligent lady. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam got married to her. This would allow a corridor for Abu Sufyan to study Islam and to think about Islam. Now when he finds out that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is married to Umm Habiba, he says to the people of Makkah that though Muhammad does not follow my religion but I am happy that my daughter is with Muhammad because my daughter is the most beautiful and I think Muhammad is the most beautiful <laughs> and who could deny the beauty of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and so at the end of the day it was all about tribalism it was accepted by them that he got married to sorry she got married to someone who is related to us the son of Abdullah who is Muhammad bin Abdullah as in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanted the people to come close and Allah's Nabi had an eye for Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiyallahu ta'ala an, and also Abu Sufyan and the daughter did not want the father to die like Abu Jahl and the rest of the kuffar that had died now only a handful of leaders were alive in Makkah and one of the main leaders was Abu Sufyan and how does Allah give him hidayat? It is said when, when Abu Sufyan decided to come to Medina to renew the treaty of Hudaybiyah with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now he was showing some sympathy to the Muslimin and especially with Rasulullah. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his son-in-law. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his son-in-law by relation. And so she decided when she found out that my father is coming to uh, Madinatul Munawwara. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was not uh, in her room at that time. And Abu Sufyan came. Abu Sufyan came. It is said that Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam had this light mattress upon which Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would sit. Abu Sufyan, the father, greeted her and was about to sit. And she pushed the father and she rolled the light mattress and put it on the side and said, now sit. <laughs> so the father took 
was offended, you know, took offense to that and said, it seems that after departing from the household of your father you've lost manners and the daughter said, no, father Islam has given me a new dimension of understanding manners and so he said, is it that I am not worthy of this mattress or this mattress is not worthy for me and she said, father, the truth is this mattress belongs to the most pure in the creation of Allah and at this moment you are unclean because you're a mushrik because you're an idol worshipper and now look at the method of da'wah she employs women she knew exactly when to give the father that that punch which will knock him out that punch which will knock the father out and this is the power of speech at times you speak in a way that you will say yes and no to someone but there is a time when you need to be hard and aggressive and she said to the father tell me how is it that a man like yourself a businessman a rich man a wealthy man the father of abu uh, the father of muawiyah who has leadership qualities how can you worship a piece of stone what did she say how can you worship a piece of stone and that is the translation I'm doing how can you worship a piece of stone that is deaf, dumb and blind how can you worship a piece of stone that is deaf, dumb and blind have you no sense and that's injection already put into the father and the father was now thinking what my daughter said to me she has uh, some grounds for me to understand and I need to do some research and need to understand what Islam is about and he stood up and he said to the daughter I will think about it but already the daughter has done her homework uh, the seeds of Iman were slowly entering the heart of Abu Sufyan it wasn't long when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam entered the city of Makkah Abu Sufyan and his son Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala and both embraced Islam. Both embraced Islam. The staunch enemy of Islam today is a Muslim and in the side of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And what can we speak about the great Sahabi Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala and subhanallah. And it is even said that once Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam well, Abu Sufyan embraces Islam at the, at, the, at the time when Makkah was conquered. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ummi Habiba and Hazrat Amir Muawiyah were in one room, in the room of Ummi Habiba. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Muawiyah, like how we are sitting here in this room, I am hoping from Allah that we will be sitting in Jannah and we will drink from the pure water of Jannah. And this is glad tidings given to Hazrat Ummi Habiba. And also to the brother, Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala. Subhanallah. Incredible lady. And she was a lady who would, who, who would make a lot of amal. She would actually respect and obey the, the, the words of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam by the letter. Let me give you an example. When Abu Sufyan passed away, on the third day she applied perfume. And some of the people said, why are you applying perfume? Your father has passed away. It's only been three days. And she said, I heard from Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. 
that anyone who has iman upon Allah and believes on the day of judgment is has is not allowed to mourn for more than three days except when the husband passes away then only she can mourn for four months and ten days and so my father has passed away the sharia tells me that I must only mourn for three days and that is why on the fourth day she started applying the itar doing amal on the hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. so this lady takes up this daunting task to go and supply water to Hadrati Asman radiallahu ta'ala and what she does she sits on her mule she's filled up some water skin uh, to supply water to Hadrati Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and the household and she ties everything on the mule and she sits all alone single handedly thinking that to the least the rebels would want to respect a woman and if not a woman then at least they will show respect to the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam what happens my respected brothers the truth is that these people were blind in the hate for Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala they were not bothered even if it was the wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam she came on a mule in front of the rebels and the rebels knew clearly that this is Umm Habiba the wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanting to supply water to Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala one accursed man came and what he did is that he struck hard at the face of the mule. He struck hard at the face of the mule and another man actually cut off the ropes of the saddle. Cut off the ropes of the saddle. Now because of that slap that the mule took uh, uh, and it was difficult for the mule of course, what had happened is that it started running frantically in different directions and Hazrat Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala and had no control. The people who had witnessed the scene had said that if Hazrat Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha was to fall off from the saddle, it would have been a fatal accident because it was as if, as if so that the head was going down first and it was close to the mountainous region. It was just towards the outskirts of Madinatul Munawwara and some of the youth started chasing the mule to stop the mule and it was only one individual when Hazrat Umm Habiba radiallahu ta'ala anha was about to fall that this young man got hold of the mother of the believers Ummahatul Mu'mineen and very safely she was put down and Allahu Akbar these were people who showed no respect to the wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam were they to show respect to the Ahl Bayt to the family of Rasulullah were they to show respect to Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala when Hazrat Safiya radiallahu ta'ala anha saw this again who is Hazrat Safiya she is also the wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam now her house was very close to the house of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an's house was very close to the Rosa of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam today and the closest house to Hazrat Usman was the house of Hazrat Safiya what she decided she saw what had happened to Hazrat Umm Habiba in the night when a lot of people could not see what was happening uh, what she did is that she took this long stick 
and with that long stick she transported some amount some item of food and water by the window from her window to the window of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and only in this manner water was being supplied to the house of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and this was done by the wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam whose name is Hazrat Safiya radiallahu ta'ala anha and this was in the night not during the daytime Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha what did she do? Allahu Akbar she came up with a complete different plan and strategy now remember she was the most senior from amongst the companions in Madinatul Munawwara highly ranked even from amongst the wives after Bibi Khadijatul Kubra she is ranked the highest amongst the wives of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam the daughter of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq she noticed what had happened with Umm Habiba and she also saw that water was reaching the house of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an at times what Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha decided to do was to come up with a complete different plan she said to the people of Medina that my wish is to disperse the crowd around the house of Hazrat Uthman this mob that was there from the rebels that were actually uh, making sure that no one could get close to the house of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an. what she wanted was to disperse the rebels from where they were and so she said I will go out from the city of Madinatul Munawwara and I want a lot of you in Madinatul Munawwara to follow me and in those days what would happen especially in the case of Hazrat Aisha someone like Hazrat Aisha who would narrate a lot of hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam if she would go in any direction the wives the rest of the wives of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would follow her and she had her group and that was the senior companions of Madinatul Munawwara all of them would follow Hazrat Aisha and so this was a plan hoping that somehow she could break the siege somehow she could break the siege that the rebels will wonder that maybe Hazrat Aisha is going out of Madinatul Munawwara to raise an army against the rebels all sorts of things would conjure up in their mind and so she decided that the best option for me was to see if I was to go out of Madinatul Munawwara half of the people in Madinatul Munawwara were walking out with her and so the rebels would see and maybe possibly the light-minded rebels would even want to walk with Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and so she decided to get out and also the news was spreading that Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha is very angry and she fears that if anything happens to Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, she does not want to be in the city of Madinatul Munawwara in case the punishment of Allah comes upon those people and so this was the fear that she was also passing on to people that possibly by this the rebels would think twice but the rebels were stubborn as ever even when Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala an, came out from the city of Madinatul Munawwara the rebels were still glued to the house of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and they were adamant that they will only go if Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala would give up his khilafat or otherwise we would not think twice even if it means Billah murdering and assassinating Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala people were prepared to do so
and it was only a matter of time my respected brothers things were boiling up it was a matter of times even sahabai kiram ajma'in could not take this pressure they did everything peacefully to break the siege but it was very very difficult inshallah ta'ala we will continue in our next session uh, as we get close to the shahadat of sayyidina Uthman bin affan radiyallahu ta'ala an we will uh, continue from where we have left off in the next session wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin du'a اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم نستغفرك ونتوب اليك سمعنا وطعنا غفرانك ربنا واليك المصير برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين